The Property Playbook would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands of where this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, acknowledging the culture, the history, and the connection to the lands of what we call home. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to The Property Playbook, the podcast where we take you through the A to V of all things property. My name is Jessica Ricky, and one day, hopefully, I will be a first home buyer. But until then, I'm bringing you guys on the journey where I learn all about all things in the property space. Today, I am joined by Zella Broker, Kate Brandsgrove. Hello. Hello. Zella Broker and my personal broker, should I say. It feels weird referring to you like more generally than that. (laughs) I love that. Hi, thank you for having me. This is very exciting. Thank you for joining us. For those who don't listen to She's on the Money, I went through three brokers before I, no, I went through two brokers. You're my third. Not because of my fault. I'm not a nightmare. I promise. No, you're not. I promise as Um, well. There are, you know, like anything, some good ones and some not so good ones. But today I'm really excited to pick your brain because we're talking about something that we get questions about all the time. First Home Super Safe Scheme, which if you don't know, it's a government scheme or incentive that you can utilize as a first home buyer to help you along your buying journey. And there are quite a few schemes that are available, but we're talking about something that's nationally available. So no matter what state you're in, you can access this. And I want to talk to you, Kate, about how and why and the qualifying details because I think people get a little bit caught up because when you look at these things it can be a little bit overwhelming because there's technicalities and you know you have to do this but you can't do that and there are all of these little things that the everyday person like me probably doesn't know but a broker should and that's why we've got you here today. Let's start with the basics. What is the scheme? Okay, so the First Home Super Saver Scheme is essentially just a scheme where people can make voluntary contributions into their super, where later on, if they're eligible, they can then withdraw that money to go towards buying their first home. Mm -hmm. So as you can imagine, it can be super beneficial. But as you said before, I find a lot of clients or a lot of people just don't even realize it's a thing or because they don't understand the benefits. They just don't really even look into it to see if it's something they should set up. Mm -hmm. The other thing as well that I see a lot is people don't often think really far ahead. So you actually also don't have to be 18 either to be able to start contributing to the Super Saver Scheme. So a lot of people when they're under 18 might not even be thinking about buying their first home. I wasn't, no way. (laughs) Exactly. So a lot of the time, if something seems so far out, they don't even think to look into it or contribute to it or don't even know what it is, but it could be something that really benefits them when the time does come. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things, it really pays to think about it sooner rather than later, in my opinion, because the scheme has a cap, right? So currently you can put a maximum of $50,000 into your super to withdraw at a later date, but you can only put $15,000 in per financial year. So if you start thinking about this a year out from buying your first property, you're only going to be able to contribute a maximum of $30,000 depending on, you know, where in the financial year that you are, which means that's $20,000 of the scheme that you're not you know, making the most of, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think once people realize that as well, and again, hence why it's so important to look ahead because it could benefit you in the long run if you're actually planning on what you want to try and do, which isn't always easy because sometimes people might also not realize they want to buy a home. So it's a catch 22 because I guess the other main thing to realize is if there is money in the scheme and you want to use it for something else, you can't. You have to use it to buy a house. Yeah. So you can't just put it in and then take 
it out to buy a car later, for Ex- example, right? Exactly. No, it has to be. It has to be for your first home. Okay. You said before it's super beneficial. <laughs> um, pun not intended, but very funny. Why would we want to put our money into super? Why not keep it in your savings account where it's nice and safe and you can see it and look at it and admire your hard work every day? <laughs> yeah. So that's a really good question. So there's a few main benefits. The first main benefit is the fact that if you are making contributions into your super, you're actually paying less on tax on that money that you have earned. Mm -hmm. So just as an example, again, really rough figures, but let's say you were earning $4,000 a month and you were then salary sacrificing $500 of that into your super towards this scheme. That means you're then only getting taxed on the $3,500 at what your tax rate is. On the additional money going into the scheme, you're taxed on a much lesser rate, which is 15%. So I can still, I don't have to salary sacrifice, do I? I can still just contribute normally? Correct. That would be an after-tax voluntary contribution. Mm -hmm. If it is a before-tax contribution, it has to be through your employer, which is then through salary sacrificing with your employer. Yeah. Interesting note, it's way easier to make the voluntary contribution than you think, which is, that's what I did last financial year. I maxed out the 15,000 and it was like transferring a friend. You literally just, they give you a little like BSB and a reference number. You send the money off and in it goes, which is pretty cool. So a question that a lot of people ask us is actually how to set this up. So there's two main ways usually. If you are wanting to do it before tax, that is where you do set up the salary sacrificing via your employer. Now, it's really important to remember as well, though, to contact your super fund. Just make them aware of what you're planning on doing and also make sure that they can release this money at the end. Apparently, the key thing is making sure that your super fund can actually be a part of it and you can set it up properly via Mm -hmm. salary sacrificing. The other way, like you said, if you are doing it via after-tax contribution, so you've been paid your way into your bank account, you can then set it up where you contact the super fund and it's literally just like a direct debit where you can pay the money straight into it. The fun thing there as well is that if you do choose to contribute from your post-tax income, you get to claim back a tax time and it's kind of like free money, even though it's not. But because as you said, it's taxed that 15% within super and for most people that is lower than your marginal tax rate. It's a nice little a nice little surprise yes. when you file your tax. Yes. You're like, ooh, free money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And I think it's like a forced savings. So to yeah. go on to the next benefit of doing it, it's the fact that you are forcing yourself to save this money and you cannot access it, like we said before, unless you're going to go buy your first home. So sometimes clients will say to us that they're so glad they're putting the money into their super fund. Otherwise, if they could see it and they could access it, they probably would have spent it on something random. Yeah. It's one of those things, once it goes in, it doesn't come out and it's actually not by choice. That's just the rules. Yes. yes, You you can't. (laughs) Are there any other benefits that we should know about? Yeah. So I guess the other main benefit as well is that usually the return you have on money that's sitting in your super would be more than the return that's sitting in your, just your everyday bank account or your savings account that Mm -hmm. you might bank with, with whoever you bank with. So the fact that it's sitting in super, you're obviously getting a return back based on what the return is like within your super fund. Yeah. So important to note, just a reminder that your superannuation is an investment, which means it is subject to market volatility. Yes. Generally speaking, like it's set up to be, I would say, relatively stable depending on the risk profile that your account is aligned to. But yeah, keep in mind that it, it will be subject to fluctuations. That was a question we had over on She's on the Money. You know, if the entire market went belly up, could it potentially impact the money you're taking out? Yes. yes. But Generally speaking, I think they're geared to be relatively successful, right? The whole point of your super is to set you up 
for the future. So hopefully those impacts won't be too bad, but it is something that you do have to keep in mind. Yeah, definitely. Spot on. All right, let's go to a quick break. And when we come back, Kate, I want to know how do people figure out whether or not they do qualify and, you know, are there any important little catches that we need to be aware of? Stay tuned. We'll be back soon. Alrighty, today we are talking all things First Home Super Saver Scheme with Director and Mortgage Broker Kate Bransgrove. Kate, you know, it sounds pretty good. I feel like we're selling people on the concept here, which is not what we're trying to do. But I mean, (laughs) tax benefits, it all sounds really appealing. How do we know whether or not we qualify to use this scheme? So you can go on the ATO website and it's got a lovely section. It's very clear where it summarises if you're actually eligible. The key things around the eligibility criteria is you have to be over 18 years old. Reason being is because you also cannot buy a house unless you're over 18 years old. Mm -hmm. The other key thing is that you cannot have ever had any vested interest in property within Australia before. So whether that was an investment property or vacant land or commercial property, it cannot be any interest in any form of property in Australia. Because it's meant to help you get your foot in the door, right? Exactly. It's your first first home super saver scheme for your first property. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So once we work out whether you're eligible, which again, the list is on the ATO website and you can also call them. They're actually super helpful with stuff like this. Like they really break it down and explain it so you can make sure you can actually do it. The other key thing to remember here is you have to apply for a determination prior to signing in any form of contract of sale. So a determination is basically just saying how much funds you've got available that you could release if you were going to. If you sign a contract prior to getting a determination, you actually then cannot release the funds. Oh, big no-no. Yes. So I've seen sometimes people getting caught out with this because they're like, oh, I've signed a contract and now I'm going to go get this. You have to do it the other way around. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's your funds are just stuck in your super fund, basically. Yeah. Okay. And so with this determination, is that the point at which they will say to us, you know, you put $50,000 in, but with the market, you've actually now got $51,000 that you can access based on the returns. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Amazing. Hopefully for everybody, it's going to be a higher number than what you put in. That's the dream. (laughs) Now, if you do forget or if you don't do this, is there any way around it at all? Or is it just a hard you forget? Too bad, so sad. Correct, yeah. You're too bad, so sad. The money's stuck in your super fund. Okay, so everybody, anyone who's planning on making a note, put it in your calendar, (laughs) put it in your diary, get your friends to remind you, stick it on your wall, put it somewhere because... Stick it on your fridge, forehead, done. Tattoo it on your body. (laughs) (laughs) You need to remember to fill out that determination before you sign any contracts. When you're setting up this scheme, do you have to have made a decision on where you're going to buy or when do you need to have any information at all? Not necessarily. However, when you apply for the release of the fund, so a determination just to clarify is yes, basically telling you how much you can take out. You can look into how much is in your super that you could take out at any point as well. So don't feel like you can only apply for a determination once. You can always look into how much is available. The key thing though is that when you apply to then release the funds, you don't have to release all of them that are in there. But if you then have only, say, applied to take out 25 because you've gone, I don't need all of it for the property price I'm looking at buying, and then you go to release the funds and you change your mind, you can't then just take out the extra 50,000 because you've already applied for that release. So you are stuck then with only the 25,000. You can't go and get any more funds on top of that after releasing. Is there any reason why people would choose to not take out all of those funds? I guess if somebody goes, okay, we don't need this much towards the property price we're looking at. We're confident we're only going to buy for 400000 so I need a max of X amount to take out. And they go, I reckon I could get a better return on my super by leaving it in there because I'm looking long-term towards my retirement. Somebody may go, yep, that's you know future 
Kate's money that I'll get a return on based on it being in my super fund. However, the flip, and this is something we say as brokers, is if you're contributing more funds towards your deposit and the loan amount now, you're bringing your loan balance down. So you're also paying less money in interest. So what is a priority to you? Mm -hmm. Should you just apply to take the whole amount out? Sure, it can vary based on you know, each client situation, 99.9% of the time they'll take out the full amount. The full amount. Yeah. Okay. And is that something that your broker can help you kind of determine? Yes. Yeah. So they will go through the figures with you. They'll go through your borrowing capacity. They'll see how much you've got once you get that determination. And then you work backwards from there to see what funds you need and what will benefit you the most. Yeah. Incredible. Is there anything else that we really need to know about utilizing this scheme? Is there any little take-home information that we all need to keep in the back of our mind? Yes. Another really important thing is the fact that once you release the funds, you don't have to have a specific property in mind, but you've got 12 months to use the money that you have taken out of your super fund. They do also give you an automatic 12-month extension on that, which you don't have to apply for. So really, it's 24 months from the very start, but they do show it as if you've got 12 months. So you've got 24 months to use the money that you take out. So if you don't use your funds within that 24 months, what happens? So basically you'll be subject to additional tax that you'll have to pay on the money that's been released that you didn't use. Speaking of tax, probably should have asked this earlier. Is it taxed on the way out of super as well? Yes, it is. So it's not only taxed on the way in. So the important point to make is that it's still taxed at a lower rate than what you would usually be paying on what you're earning through the marginal tax rate. So just to clarify with that, you're getting as well a 30% tax offset on the amount that you've also withdrawn Mm -hmm. for the scheme. Yeah, amazing. So that would reduce your marginal tax rate, depending on where you see it, by quite a lot, really, wouldn't it? Yes. When you apply for the money to be released, do you get all of what you put in plus any money that was made with that investment? So not necessarily. So if anybody has what's known as a commonwealth debt, so things like Centrelink or you have child support debts or even income tax debts, things like that, then what actually happens is that gets taken out of the amount that you've released prior to you receiving the difference. So it's kind of like we see that you have money and we're going to take what you owe us from that money before you get to you. (laughs) Kind of sneaky, but kind of makes sense as well, really, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Amazing. That all makes a lot of sense. And if you are wondering whether you qualify or you want more information, head to the ATO website. As Kate said, it really lays it all out for you, I would say pretty clearly. And if you're still not sure, call your super fund. You're paying fees to them. The least they can do is kind of walk you through it, explain it all to you. Or if you're talking to a mortgage broker, they will also be really well-versed and can kind of take you through this scheme as well as any other schemes that you might be applicable for. But I think, Kate, that's about it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. And if anyone wants to find you, where can they book in an appointment with the fabulous Zella team? So just on the Zella website. So go to zella.com.au and we are there. Amazing. Now, guys, if you do want to find a community of like-minded people, please check us out. We're on Facebook and Instagram. You can search at Property Playbook A us to find us. If you're liking the content, a little review on Apple Podcasts, I would love that. Let me know I'm doing a good job. I would so appreciate it. But apart from that, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.